Hey everyone, you're listening to A Walk Across Texas State. I'm Bridget Sarbu, joined by Tori Graham and our producer, Zachary Witt. So we, um, at the time of this recording, have been working remotely for quite some time. And I was curious, what are y'all doing? Uh, or like, what's one thing you do to help with self-care? Hmm. I think for me, uh, me and my partner, walks are big just trying to be um get outside of the house um walk and kind of changing it up as well um multiple times a day that's really helped me at least nice yeah i a big passion of mine is baking and so i've been trying to do some baking although it's tough when you don't have places you can take to take baked goods and you don't want to (laughs) eat 100% of them, (laughs) but I've been doing that more so trying to do breads and things that incorporate into meals. Um, So doing that. And then also my husband and I like to go mountain biking. And so that is something that is still very doable given the the current climate. And so that's something I've been doing for fun. Do you have a sourdough starter? I do. (laughs) I did start that as a result of quarantine. I did not have one before. yeah it's honestly they're kind of a pain like they're you know they're cool but now i originally started doing it because we wanted to make homemade pizza and we were going to use sourdough starter for pizza so we did that but that was like two months ago and i'm still feeding it and it's just like it kind (laughs) of uses a lot of flour so anyways long story short i'm trying to figure out what is the future for my starter do i leave it you know do i keep kill or do i kill it or do i (laughs) make it live i don't know so sounds like you have a fish that's what sourdough starters Mm -hmm. everyone who talks about like it's like a fish you have to feed and stuff it doesn't really do much but you might i don't know yeah one day you'll eat it yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh (laughs) like a little goldfish i don't know i'm sorry (laughs) so sad (laughs) so anyways I was going to say, I'm going to plug this again, although those who are listening have not heard this plug in the first place, but now it's going to be official. Tori, if you ever want to make your donuts again, (laughs) because Tori makes some epic donuts, like best donuts I've had in my life. And there's a place to, there's, you can drop them off social distancing. We'll still eat them. Like, I'll risk it. Yeah. Okay. You got to risk it for the biscuit. (laughs) 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 We'll have to think of a different one with donut in there. Um, But yeah, I'll keep that in mind. It's just like my biggest fear ever if I were to drop off food for someone and then they get COVID and I like am asymptomatic or something. So I don't know. I have a lot of anxiety around that, but it's fine. (laughs) But anyways, Bridget, what have you been doing for self-care? Yeah. So um, I have a a four-year-old and he's loud and I love him a lot, but he sings about dinosaurs all the time. So <laughs> in order to get away from the dinosaur singing, I, for two hours every Sunday, seclude myself and take a bath and do some self-care, like uh, like paint my nails or whatever. And I've been listening to things like Hamilton mm. or different podcasts uh, or comedy shows. That's a fun way mm-hmm. to like laughter makes a big difference. And uh, after that two hours, I feel like a real person again. So <laughs> that's, that's the dream, man. <laughs> I feel like a real person in these times. <laughs> so oh, good. Man. Kudos. Well, 
We uh, were joined by Laura Jones today during this episode, and she talked at length about uh, work-life balance and self-care, along with what it's like to work remotely and even begin a job remotely. And so this will be a really hopefully encouraging episode. And then students listening to this will also learn a little bit about our virtual career fairs and how they can get prepared for that. So I uh, hope you hope all enjoy. Woohoo. Hey, Laura. Thanks for coming to visit with us today or chat with us because none of us are in the same room at the moment. <laughs> but um, welcome to Texas State. We know you are relatively new. And so we are looking forward to getting to know you a little bit better today. And we'd like to kick it off by wondering, you know, what interested you in Texas State's Career Services Department and why did you come aboard? Sure. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. with you virtually and through this podcast. <laughs> um, so I think for me, um, you know, with Texas State, what was exciting about coming to this career services office was the fact that it was a centralized office. And so for me, it was exciting to think about getting the opportunity to work with a lot of different majors. So I previously came um, from a role where I you know, was specialized in a school and, you know, had a lot of work with a certain population of students and certain majors. And, um, but it's really exciting to come here and just kind of see the whole spectrum of all the different majors and really get to help and um, think about how to best support the students and employers within all these new industries that I haven't been exposed to before. And, you know, it was fascinating that there's a construction and concrete management fair, you know, that's something mm -hmm. that I've never been exposed to before. So I think just kind of getting, um, you know, a bigger picture, getting help more in all students and all these different majors was what excited me. And I had previously met some of the Texas State staff and they were pretty cool. So I thought it'd be a good team to work with. Nice. We should maybe also cover what your role is technically at sure. services. That might be helpful. Yeah. So um, come on board in May as the Assistant Director of Employer Relations. So um, most of my role is around the career fairs and then building relationships with employers to try to help get them connected here um, at Texas State and with our students. Nice. Yeah, that's, yeah. I, I think we're cool too. So thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. I think Tori is actually one of the ones I met prior to yeah. um, at some meetings. So, you know, personal shout out, Tori. Oh, thanks. I yeah. No, I know it was really fun when we realized who was interviewing, you know, because I mm -hmm. recognized your name. I was pretty sure that I had met you at Catlac, but I, you know, had to go to LinkedIn and then, of course, do some quick stalking <laughs> to make sure it was accurate. <laughs> some and professional so, stalking. Yes, professional. professional. Yes. Exactly. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I was excited. Yeah, because there is, Laura Jones is a quite common name mm -hmm. and there actually is another one at Texas State. So we've already mm -hmm. exchanged emails that we both get incorrectly. <laughs> so that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. Yeah. So it's it's been a little bit of a whirlwind since you started. So I was actually trying to remember when did you start with us? <laughs> so it was <laughs> when did that happen? Well, yeah, because I actually accepted the job in March, right when COVID hit, and mm -hmm. so it was a odd time to think about you know transitioning to a new job because we weren't really sure what was happening and everyone was starting to work remote. And so um, I accepted in March, and I think it was probably announced around then. But I didn't start until mid-May. So it was like a very long time of, you know, the, 
the process of kind of finishing up my last job and transitioning to this job. So yeah, it was it was a little bit of a time gap there, but started in May and now what May, June, July, you know, three months in. Nice. I'm actually kind of shocked by that because I feel like you've been here longer, which is really cool because you've That's like good. Yeah. So that kind of leads into what I what we're gonna talk with you to, about today. Um among the topics. You <laughs> You have worked remotely in a hybrid sense before, and of course, starting this job, you're now completely remote at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so can you, I, I don't really even know what to ask yet, but can you kind of dive into what remote working has looked like for you over the years? Sure. Yeah. So um, in my previous position, I actually um, worked with my supervisor and my school to work remotely twice a week, um, creating an agreement there. And so um, I was kind of already somewhat familiar with a little bit of the remote work routine. Um, I had done that for almost a whole year before all of the um, COVID stuff, a little over a year, I guess, before Mm. COVID hit. And so, um, you know, it was really nice that I think it kind of laid the foundation for making the transition for me easier when things started all going remote, because I already was used to the idea that I needed some kind of chat system to talk to my coworkers. Um, I think it kind of helped just with the the scheduling aspect because I think the biggest part about being remote is communication is the utmost important, you know, factor because you have to know when, especially in that situation, like when I was going to be in the office and when I wasn't and making sure I planned meetings accordingly, um, making sure people knew. So then that way, if, you know, they needed me, they kind of knew they couldn't pop in my office to find me, but I was always available on Slack. So, um, you know, the remote work there was really nice. And I think one of the things too was it was constantly flexible. Um, I think working in higher ed, you know, our schedules don't always look the same week to week. And so I would kind of, you know, shift my days if there was career fairs going on or employer events and things that I kind of felt were important for me to be there. Um, And so I think that was kind of really valuable too, just that having flexibility while being remote. And so then now that, you know, it's all remote, it's kind of the same thing, but just now everyone's on the same page in terms of everyone's working mm-hmm. from home and I'm not missing anything that's happening in the office, but how are we going to, you know, continue the good communication and understanding how we're going to like ask each other questions and, you know, be available on the spot, which is always hard because, you know, you might be like stepping away for a second, someone tries to call you and they're like, you know, in the office that seems normal like someone might have run to like go get a coffee or go to the bathroom or do this or do that and then you try to like chat them but you're like waiting for 20 minutes because they might be doing something else or finishing up a meeting so I think it just uh you know it's been a good it's been a good ride in terms of the fact that I got to do it part-time and then now kind of doing it all the time laid some good foundation of I think how to best communicate with you know your team and your coworkers and your supervisor. Laura, I'm really curious to see kind of how starting a new job 100% virtually has been for you. Because we know it's tough anytime, but I imagine it had some kind of different barriers than normal. Sure. I mean, I think it's one of the the things too, that when you first start is the, I think that initial excitement is kind of harder to grasp because you're not physically, I didn't physically change my location. So I was still working in the same office spot in my house, but just doing a new job. And so 
you know, it's like a, their mental switch when you actually physically go to a new place that you kind of have. And I didn't have that. So I think that was kind of like the biggest thing is like it didn't, it was like anticlimactic almost mm-hmm. starting this new job and not having the physical change happen. Um, so I think that was kind of interesting, but something just to like be aware of as anyone who might start a job remotely, like that's something that's going to have to find your own motivation of being like, okay, I'm in a new role. I'm at a new place, <laughs> but not really physically at a new place. Um, so that was, I think, the kind of the starting of it. And then I would say, honestly, after that, just be per- being prepared for a lot of Zoom meetings. I don't think I realized <laughs> at the start, you know, I think everyone's schedules now are very Zoom and video heavy, but um, at the start of a new job, you know, most of what you do is getting to learn the institution, your team, coworkers, supervisors. And so, you know, it was um, just a very, that first like two weeks was very heavy. And, and I'm fairly extroverted, you know, I think for the most part, but even me being an extrovert and getting to talk with all the people, I think Friday rolled around and I was just like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like I was ready for that weekend of just like having some time away from the computer and not having to, to be on. Cause I think too, in that you know, in all those first meetings, like you're so conscious of like, how are you coming across and how are you being perceived? And I'm the new person. And so you're just constantly kind of like on mm-hmm. at your job. I'm not saying I'm not on now, but you know, <laughs> but it's people different. know me better. It's more, yeah, it's different. And you're trying to make a good first impression. And so trying to make a f- good first impression can just be really taxing and tiring. So yeah. I think, you know, that's kind of onboarding what felt a little bit different, I think, um, virtually. And then just trying to find ways to connect because you don't get the opportunities to just pop in someone's office or walk and have coffee and have a casual chat. So I think it's a little bit harder to have some of those like life getting to know you conversations mm-hmm. um, when you first start. I will say y'all did an awesome job because I got a nice questionnaire that answered mm-hmm. a little bit, not everyone. And so that was, that was such a nice touch because I felt like I could read, you know, learning people's favorite types of movies and books and restaurants. And so I think that was a really nice touch to start the process of getting to know y'all and also just learning like what I could talk to you about. It's like, oh, you also love Harry Potter. Great. Let's chat about that. (laughs) So so I think that was, yeah, it was a really nice way to come on board for sure. Getting to know you guys, even if it was through paper, but it helped me then strike a conversation at another point. Yeah. That's one thing that you haven't witnessed. And of course, things will be a little bit different when we come back. But a popular thing is for all of us um, to take our lunch actually in the recruiter lounge and eat lunch (laughs) together and have fun conversations. And it's one of the most favorite parts of the day, at least for me. And so um, I imagine it is pretty hard to figure out how to develop rapport and get to know someone when you're just seeing them through a computer screen and you're not really sure what even to small talk about. Mm -hmm. And so I could see how that questionnaire could have helped for sure. Were there other strategies that you took to try to just have more casual conversations with people? Yeah, I think really the approach was, you know, whenever I had another meeting scheduled, I would just try to like tack on either at the beginning or the end a little bit of time for that more casual conversation to happen. So I think, um, you know, kind of building in either a buffer in some of those meetings or just being really intentional about, okay, we're talking about this work thing, but hey, can do you have time to just chat for 10 minutes extra about life? And 
um, you know, Teams has been helpful with that too, that occasionally I can just like chat someone, you know, maybe something that's going on. And then if we're talking about work, I can also then just kind of do a, so how else is, how are you doing? How are things going? Or, you know, what do you got going on this weekend? So I think um, just trying to be more intentional since it doesn't happen naturally or organically in the office is really the strat- the main strategy to take. But you also don't want to be that coworker who's like, <laughs> you know, sitting there trying to chat everyone socially all day either and just be like, hi, how are you? What's going on? What good, what good TV shows are you watching? So, so it's, you know, finding that balance of like when you have the opportunity and you're already talking to them um, to like continue on. Yeah, that seems, balance seems to be the big theme of working from home. So we wanted to shift gears a little bit and we were curious about um, the virtual virtual career fair planning that's going on through Handshake. So can you tell us uh, what major changes students can expect this um, academic year? Sure. So career fairs will be virtual, um, which means employers and students are all going to be logging on through their computer to interact and meet. Um, I do think it, you know, it's exciting in that it's something different. And I think it opens up uh, you know, a new opportunity for employers to engage with students. And um, it's going to really allow employers to be maximize their time, which I think they're going to appreciate. Um, you know, because if anyone's ever tabled for four hours and stood at a booth, it can, you know, it gets tiring. And so I think the fact that they can kind of be a little bit more comfortable, um, you know, sitting down or being by their computer, having access to water, food, drinks if they need it, um, so I, I think for employers, they might end up really liking a lot of it. Um, and then what it's going to look like from the student perspective is, um, you know, it's going to help in one way, it's going to help decrease the amount of time you stand in lines. Um, I think that's kind of the goal with using um, Handshake's platform is that they're setting it up so students can kind of have one-on-one 10-minute conversations with employers. That'll be through either video or chat, kind of up to the employer and the student what they're going to do. So, you know, you get a 10-minute opportunity to kind of schedule time to chat with an employer. And then they also, on the other end, get to do these group sessions. So it'll be kind of like a, like a nice Zoom meeting where um, they can talk for 30 minutes about their company, you know, how to apply, um, provide any information about all the different positions they're hiring for and what skills are needed. So kind of they're going to get to bulk answer, you know, what students typically ask them as they walk up to a booth but they're just going to get to do it in a group setting virtually. Um, and then there'll be, you know, side questions and chat that can happen on top of that. So, so students will kind of be able to attend a one-on-one video chat or, you know, a group session through video. So to wrap up um, and to try to tie it all together in a, in a way, mm-hmm. what are some principles or what's one main principle that you learned through either beginning a job remotely or during the time that you worked remotely in a hybrid fashion that could help students navigate virtual career fair? Well, hopefully, I think they've experienced this as well with the fact that they've had to do more things virtually to be more comfortable with um, going into the fair and talking on a a camera screen. Um, So I think what I've learned would be to try to just pay attention to their surroundings of where they're going to be. So, you know, maybe set things up how they want them to look, you know, 
um, to the best of their ability because we realize to their students and, you know, might not have access and resources to a really great spot that's going to look professional and, but do the best they can to create some professional space or um, space that they're going to be interacting with employers for video and be prepared for video because some might use it and some might not. Um, so really just kind of, you know, getting themselves mentally prepared to be on screen, um, making sure that they get rid of their distractions as much as they can. Um, and knowing that I think one of the things I learned, you guys mentioned story, um, there's always an option to turn your video off. So if something <laughs> happens, don't, don't, don't be afraid to turn your video off. And my story from that is that um, we were in, <clears throat> Bridget was there. I don't know if she picked up on this. We were in uh, interviews, doing virtual interviews, mm. and um, I had two different things happen. And luckily, we were muted because the candidate, you know, was the one talking. So I was already muted, which was good, because um, that's also another thing. You can always mute yourself if there's like a loud noise real quick behind you or a dog barking. Um, try to turn that on, but or turn it off. But so <laughs> I'm, we're in the middle of the interview, and like my daughter walks in. This is when the kids are still at home. She comes in the middle of the interview and I don't know, had some ridiculous outfit on like socks on her hands and a bucket on her head. And it's just like, look, mommy. And so like made me chuckle a little bit. And then I'm like, okay, like I'm in an interview. I need you to go. And um, so then she leaves. And then within like five minutes, my dog comes in and throws up on the floor right oh, no. next to my desk. Oh, no. He's just sitting there and I could hear it. And the, and the funny part too was like, <laughs> I, I know it was coming because I could hear the sound. But I didn't want to get up. I didn't know how in that moment to like get away from my computer without looking <laughs> bad because I'm going to like jump away real quick and try to like move her out of the room. So that happened. So in my head, like, so I just start, I'm like chuckling and I'm trying not to laugh because this, you know, this candidate's in the middle of like answering questions to get a job and I'm trying to keep my composure and not laugh. <laughs> and like, so I'm like covering my mouth and I, ne I didn't occur to me, just turn your video off. You know, no one would have thought anything. I'm still listening, but turn the video off. So then I don't have to sit there worrying about like covering my face as I'm laughing. And um, so I think just, you know, kind of keeping that as an option. If something ever comes up, just know it's okay to turn your video off real quick and turn your, your um, microphone off real quick. Because I think people are kind of used to that. Like it probably means something mm -hmm. happened or something's up and that's fine. So, yeah. Well, sometimes I think that even happens just when technology is a little funky, you know, so they probably could even just expect it to be a little glitch. So, yeah. but yeah, definitely better to mask some of that <laughs> than yes, if you can. Well, yeah. I think they also, um, you know, we've all been in, in Zoom meetings where everyone kind of gets there and no one's taking the lead on the meeting too. So I think for students going into the fair, kind of come ready to to run the show. I mean, the employer should kind of kick it off, but just in case you kind of pop in and it's this like awkward silence, be ready with your kind of elevator pitch that we always talk about and just kind of being, you know, don't be afraid to like kickstart the conversation. Nice. That's a really great piece of advice. So yeah. thanks oh, for- Thank you. Good. Yeah. I just thought of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause, cause I don't know what that's going to look like. And I know having one-on-one -on -one chats and it, it might be there might be someone else in the room with them you know they could have two people there potentially so just yeah kind of be ready to to run the show and that would probably be really impressive to employers too it shows a lot of confidence if you can kind of log in and say hi i'm laura 
I'm looking forward to talking to you today. You know, give a little spiel about your major and what you're looking for in a job, internship. Nice. Very cool. Well, Laura, thank you so much for joining us today. That was awesome. And we're so excited to, I don't know, keep getting to know you and then hopefully soon be in person but (laughs) someday after i'm here for about you know eight nine months then i might finally be back (laughs) in the office with everyone or who knows but thank you for having me and you know i'm really excited to keep working virtually but i'm i will be excited to see people in the office when time's right (laughs) same we can't wait (laughs) (laughs) a walk across texas state is hosted by bridget sarview and tori graham Zachary Webb is our producer and editor. Music by Richard Hall. For free resources and additional information about our services, head over to careerservices.txstate.edu and follow us on social media at txstcareers. Don't forget to like and subscribe to hear new episodes every other Tuesday each semester. Thanks for listening and we will see you soon. 